have you ever uh, asked the question, Adam? <laughs> have you ever inserted anything into your anus? No. Has anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to the Emergency Medicine Journal Club podcast. It's a medical education podcast where medical students teach each other about emergency medicine. My name is Armand. I'm a fourth year medical student going into EM, and I'm joined by my fierce co-hosts, Adam and Kyle. Hi, my name is Adam. I'm a third year medical student hoping to go into EM, following the footsteps of Armand and Kyle, who will match eventually. Thank that you was depressing. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> happen until March. My name is Kyle. I'm a fourth year medical student going into emergency medicine. Wow. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear the change in audio audio quality? Incredible. That's the announcement. Kyle got a mic. I would like to issue a formal apology to all of the listeners, as well as Armon and Taylor, who were on the last episode, because something happened and my audio quality went from bad to worse. So hopefully it's it's just okay this time. <laughs> That's <laughs> that the good. goal. <laughs> if it's good, then wow. It's going to be just like Wonderful. Morgan said. Now we get to hear yeah. your monotone voice in that much more clarity. Yes. You know, yes. 4K, 8K, 120 hertz, 60 FPS, clear Kyle voice coming through to you from the cloud. How many tones will Kyle speak in this episode? I, f- I feel like I could actually answer that question. Some analysis in audacity or something i don't know yeah i'll just download matlab and i can do some analysis on it such a nerd figure it out Mm. it's probably pretty easy it'll be fast it'll be like 4.2 and be like that's wrong you wrote the code wrong kyle um and then i'll delete matlab because i remember i hate it (laughs) yeah i have uh i have no other announcements adam how's psych it's psych and wonderful Psych is good. That's good. Congratulations. Good for you, Adam. Psychation's real. Make that serotonin. Let's go quickly through the format. This time it'll be Kyle who's going to be walking us through a case that he either actually had or made up. Although you don't usually use made up cases. This one's real, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, So it'll be a case that Kyle had and then me and Adam will try and get through it with our dignity and honor intact. And by the end, hopefully the patient will be alive and uh, all of this ends well. But if not, that's okay. We learned something. As always, I like spelling out our goals here. They are one, to learn at least one new thing, two, for that thing, it'd be about emergency medicine, and then three, to have a little bit of fun while we do this. Kyle, it's all you. Teach me. Okay, this case is in honor of our very first episode we did, which was on pediatric bloody diarrhea. Oh, that's why you wanted us all on here. Which is why I wanted Adam back for this case. Learn more about blood coming out of butts. I hope you're excited. We're both wearing red. Perfect. Well, you might have pink. Is that the rock and roll shirt? No, no, this is the Sriracha shirt. Perfect color. Perfect color. You are in the emergency room, and you have a 78-year-old male to go see in bed 11 with a chief complaint of bright red blood per rectum. Colon cancer until proven otherwise. We literally don't know anything else about this person, Adam. That's what they taught us. On what? GI. Yeah. Oh, you did GI? I did pediatric GI. Oh, fantastic. This is going to go swimmingly. Right, well, this is a 78-year-old male. So. <laughs> well, they said in adults, it's always colon cancer. All right. Uh, good job, Adam. You solved the case. Yes. So that's that's the episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, as I said, you have a 78 year old male in bed 11 to go see with a chief complaint of bright red blood per rectum. All right, what are his vitals? His temperature is a perfect 98.6. Pulse is 84, BP is 142 over 77. Respiratory rate is 16 and O2 is 99% on room air. Great. He says, thank you. Who says thank you? The patient he said, thank you for complimenting my blood pressure. Oh, I didn't know we That's were in the room. Good blood pressure. 142 over 77. You're not taking your medicine, man. Look, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'd rather him be up there than, than down there, you know? Hello, sir. 78 year old man. Uh, what no name? Yeah, with no name. What what are his ABCs? Just I want to talk to him. Just see what his name is. Uh, Sets his airway. My name is Gregory. When did this start? Well, I was at my PCP earlier today, and as I was leaving, I noticed that there was something in my underwear. So I went to the bathroom and I checked, and it was the blood again. Again? He's had it before. Yeah, it happened a, a couple times before. Is it bright red? Yeah, it just looked like streak of blood in my underwear. Does it come on the toilet paper or on the poop or both? I didn't poop. Have you pooped lately? Yeah. Did it come out with any bright red blood? I don't know. I, I didn't check it. There was just a lot of blood in my underwear today. What do you mean by a lot? Like a, like a lot. Are you bleeding right now? Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't think so anymore. Has this ever happened to you before? Yeah, this is like, I think the third time. The last time it happened was in January. Did it just stop by itself? I think so. I don't really remember. Is he A&O times three? Yes. Are you on medications? Yeah, I take something for my blood pressure. What do you take? I don't remember the name of it. Do you have any other medical problems? Not right now. Uh, what do you mean not right now? Like I had prostate cancer a few years ago, but I had it treated. How'd they treat it? I had radiation and chemotherapy. That was like five years ago. So going back to your poo, do you have to strain when you go number two? Sometimes, but not usually. When you poop, is it soft or hard or? Depends on how much water I drink. Depends on how much fiber I eat. Are you on any vitamins, like a fiber supplement or anything? No. Are you on stool softener? No. You said the last time you had this happen was in January? Yeah. In between now and January, have you had normal bowel movements? For the most part, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of what else we can get through history. So, Adam, what are you thinking it is? My thinking is, like you were saying, I, I'm thinking this is a GI bleed, potentially like a lower GI bleed. That would be the most scary thing to me. That he keeps bleeding and like bleeds out, but not likely at this point from what I'm seeing. But what, what else? Um, like you said, cancer. I was thinking that like the radiation might have broken down some of the tissue and caused like a, a like a fistula or a diverticula or something. Hmm. Okay. Like a weakening of the wall in okay. the lower portion. Well, did he ever have like biopsy or anything? Well, he had to have. When was the last time he had a biopsy? Of what? His prostate. Mm, I don't remember. What did your PCP uh, kind of have to say about all this? He just told me that I should come to the emergency room. Has he managed this before, back when you had this in January? Not my primary care, no. Have you gotten to the ER for this before? In January, yeah. What'd they say then? I don't really remember. Do you have another doctor that you see other than your PCP? Uh, my oncologist. What did they have to say about this? I don't, I, I don't remember. You'd have to ask my sister what they said.
Okay. Is your sister here? No, this is COVID times and no visitors are allowed. All right. Here's what we got so far. So we got a 78 year old male with a history of hypertension, prostate cancer that is status post chemo and radiation therapy five years ago. And he is coming in with bright red blood per rectum and like a lot, according to him. So, oh, by the way, Nurse Barb, we would like to get an IV on this guy and a monitor. Thank you. Hello. Uh, what kind of monitor? Just get chest leads on him, please. Thank you. Okay. We can do that. The chest leads are on him. Red, red blood per rectum. What else do we need to ask? Have you ever had surgery? I've never had surgery and I don't have any allergies. Have you been vomiting? Nope. Does your stomach hurt? Nope. Are you peeing fine? Yes. Any blood when you pee? No. Does it hurt when you pee? No. Do you have any blood in your bowel movements? Or is this just blood coming out from your rectum without any associated bowel movement? I pooped, I think last night was the last time and I didn't look at it, but I haven't pooped today. It's just, there's just a lot of blood in my underwear. Before this, when you were having bowel movements and you looked at them, did they look normal? Why are you assuming that I looked at them? Did you look at them? No. Okay. So, sir, these are questions that we ask all of our patients. Oh my do God. you smoke tobacco? <laughs> no, I do not. Going off the last episode, any other tobacco products, stuff like electronic cigarettes, vaping, chewing tobacco? No. Do you drink alcohol? No, I do not. Do you use recreational drugs? No, I do not. Again, sir, these are questions that we ask all of our patients. Are you sexually active? No. Were you ever sexually active? Yes. With men, women, or both? Women. Have you ever... Uh, Ask the question, Adam. <laughs> have you ever inserted anything into your anus? No. Has anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> we are very mature. We are ready to be doctors. <laughs> to answer your questions, no, I've never stuck anything up my butt. And nobody else has ever stuck anything up my butt. Do you live in a, by yourself in a nursing home? I live with my sister. Do you feel safe at home? Yes. Elder abuse, man, is a real thing. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. We need to do a physical. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if there's any other questions that I would ask about this. If we have any more, we can always circle back. Great. Yeah, let's glove up and do this physical exam. Can we get one of those cards? I don't think we need to do that. I, I was talking with the needy resident. He was like, dude. If, if there's blood coming out of the anus, like Frank blood, <laughs> you don't need to do a fecal occult blood test. There's, it's going to be grossly positive yeah, and gross. Occult if it's just red. <laughs> Can we do a quick heart and lung exam and abdominal exam? Sure. Would you like to observe his general appearance first? Yeah. Um, you look at him and he's wearing a matching KGB hat and shirt. And you stop and think to yourself, uh, I better not screw up and give this guy COVID or the Russian government and Vladimir Putin will come after me. That's why you codenamed this KGB? <laughs> That's the stupidest reason. It's supposed to have something to do. All right, whatever. It was just the easiest one to do. I didn't know what else to do. Um, but also it was really, it was just really weird. It was really weird. All right. Well, uh, okay. What's our heart, lung, and abdominal exam um, like? Heart, heart sounds are normal. Normal breath sounds bilaterally. And your abdominal exam is benign. Great. Sir, can you roll over and tuck your knees into your chest? 
We just want to do a visual inspection of the that area first. Spread the cheeks. Do you want me to like take my pants off first? Uh, sure, yeah. why not? You should be in a gown by now. Yeah. Also, while you know he's doing that, make sure to tell him not to like discard his underwear or anything. I want to take a look at that. Okay. Why would I throw my underwear out? I need to wear it home, don't I? Well, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't want you to think that like, you can just throw it away. Okay. That's happened before. Don't. <laughs> okay. He's changed into a gown with no underwear on, but he saved his underwear for you to look at. Okay. All right. Thank you. What do I see? You see a butthole with a little bit of dried blood. Is there any hernia or um... hernia? Shit. Uh, not hernia. <laughs> Hemorrhoid. Yeah, there, there are no hemorrhoids that you can see. You see dried blood. Is there any actual fresh blood? Not that you notice. Can we get some lube? Okay, here's some lube. We will do a digital rectal exam. Okay. It is done. What do I see? A little streak of blood on your finger. Hmm. What does this underwear look like? Uh, there's like a, a little streak of blood on there. He said he changed it from earlier, though. Ah, mm-hmm. All right. Well, what did his underwear look like earlier? Or was that when he was at his PCPs? Uh, he just said that there was just a lot of blood on it. I don't know if there's any other physical exam maneuvers I would do. What do you think? I mean, you can do that. Um, what's the anoscopy thingy? That It's like a little plastic thing that goes on the end of the like nose thing. I've never seen that done. Yeah. I knew Adam was going to want to do it. Yeah. You know what's weird is that you recommended doing that on the first to episode too. Time. What? Was it useful last time, Adam? No, but this guy has Frank. Oh, no. The, I mean, first the one kid had, Frank, had blood. Frank red blood in her poop. All right. Are there any other physical exam maneuvers you want to do? No. Good. All right. Let's let's uh, let's let's get some labs going, and then maybe we can send this guy out for some imaging. What do you think? Yeah, I want to pup his butthole full of uh, dye and see if he has anything going on in there. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, I do want some labs. And I like how we always fight about this. So I'm just going to let you go first this time. Hello, Nurse Barb here. What do you want? CBC. Okay. Why? Blood count. You just, just a CBC, that's it? No. That's all I want. Armand, do you want anything? Uh, the Southern Med student, uh, he only wants a CBC. So I, I don't want to leave anything Type and cross. More. Type and cross. Yeah. Okay. We can do that too. Sure. Can I also just get a BMP? Yeah. Why do you want that? You know that's an expensive test, right? Is it really? I don't know. I, that's what I get all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're getting a CBC, type and cross, BMP. Yeah, I don't really know of anything else that I would want to do that would lead me in any direction based on the differential that we have already. So imaging. Oh, you, you can go ahead and get those now, Barb. Thank you. Okay, we'll get those. I'll let you know in a sec. Um, also, his EKG has been done for like a while. I don't know if you want to look at it. Sure. So I put the sure. leads on him and, and you guys just kind of left him there. I was going to say we're going to get an EKG, but but you, it sounds like you beat me to it. Yeah. Barb, what's, what's the EKG look like? Normal sinus rhythm. Oh, fantastic. Does it say anything on top? Like give me a, uh, one of those like <laughs> automatic reads? Don't listen to the automatic reads, Adam. All right, let's do some imaging for this guy. What's your differential right now? So we got a lower GI bleed, possibly secondary to some kind of breakdown of the intestinal wall due to his previous radiation chemotherapy. That's like number one for me. Colon cancer. Yeah. Oh, history. Can I go back to history? Sure. Roll back. Have you been losing weight lately? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I also haven't had any night sweats, changing appetite. What else is on our differential? It's like colon cancer, diverticuli, polyps, or... Polyps, that's a good idea. Or what you were thinking. Yeah, why is he bleeding now, though? Like, why is he bleeding just randomly? That's that's my concern. I mean, I was thinking maybe angiodysplasia. It's all lower GI bleed for me. So I, regardless, we're going to have to like find the find the bleed and see what's going on there. A polyp could have intermittent bleed, same with diverticuli. Like, has he been eating a lot of nuts or anything that would irritate it? No, I don't like nuts. Well, what's your diet like? You know, I eat a bit of everything, just not nuts. Do you eat seeds? No, I don't eat seeds either. Unless it's right. like in a tomato. I eat the seeds of a tomato. That could it's do never it. a useful question. I never know how to frame that question correctly. I'm pretty sure there's actually data that shows that that's actually like not a thing. A thing? Beautiful. No. Give me, um, find me that paper so we can, we can do an I'll, episode I'll on it. I'll have to look it up, but I just... A resident told me once that it, my diet's pretty normal. <laughs> Great. I'll think we need to do the dye and the the GI tract. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, oral contrast, CT. Yeah. Yeah. And IV contrast too, because we're going to be looking for any kind of like extravasation. Bleeding. And bleeding. Okay. But he's okay. he's stable, so he can go to CT. Okay. Do you have any dye allergies before we kill you? Hey, that's why I wanted to get the BMP, Adam. All right. Before... We send them to CT. Your labs have come back. Oh, uh, great. Barb. Yeah. I'm back with your Thank labs. Barb. Okay. Uh, the BMP that Armand really, really wanted is totally normal. That's right. Um, the CBC is uh, hemoglobin is 10 and it's matter 31. Um, I went ahead and asked him and he said he doesn't have any like shortness of breath, lightheadedness or fatigue. So I guess he doesn't have symptomatic anemia. Um, not sure why you didn't ask him earlier, but I did it for you. You're welcome. Um, well, his uh, two stats were fine, and he was breathing at an appropriate rate. So Yeah, his general appearance is okay. Yeah, you didn't say he was huffing and puffing. I like when Kyle tries to hit back at us with something, and then <laughs> we're like, no. But, yeah, we probably should have asked those questions. <laughs> you still should have asked that. Yeah. yeah. What was his white his count? His white count was eight, and his platelets are 200,000. CT, off you go. All right, yep. we'll bring him down to CT. Great. Ten hours later. All right, patient's back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the CT found nothing abnormal. All right, we're going to have to... I'm, I'm expecting us to... Consult. Yeah, I was going to say GI consult <laughs> and stick a scope. Hi, this is the GI fellow. What's, what's going on? Hello, GI consult person. I got a 78-year-old with... Uh, Excuse me, I'm the GI fellow. Sorry, hi. I'm a GI console person. I'm a fellow. Ugh. All right, <laughs> GI I fellow. I cameras up butts. All right, good for you, man. Thank you. All right, I have a guy who I'd like you to stick a camera up his butt. He's a 78-year-old male. He's uh, got hypertension and had a history of prostate cancer, uh, status post-radiation and chemo five years ago. Basically coming in with bright red blood per rectum. Nothing on CT. Uh, his... Vitals are stable. Yeah, he needs a camera up his butt so we can figure out what's going on. Okay, well, what do you think is going on? Top of the list for us is going to be breakdown of the intestinal wall, possibly due to the previous chemo and radiation exposure, maybe angiodysplasia, diverticulosis, or polyps. We just basically are thinking lower GI bleed somewhere along the tract, want to find out where he's bleeding from, 
and if you can do something about it. Okay. Do you guys get any like inflammatory markers with your labs? No, no. we can order them if you want. Like... Yeah, that'd be great. How's his blood counts? Is he okay? Is he like really bleeding? He's stable. Uh, okay. That's good to know. Can you go put a camera in his butt? Do I have to do it right right now? I mean, unless you have something better to do. It's, I mean, non, it's asymptomatic anemia, and he's not bleeding from his butt right now. Tomorrow's really booked up. Does he have to do it here? I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to. Can you just do it outpatient or something? Sure. But the, hold on. Why? Why? I mean, why does he need it now? Well, he's anemic, and I don't know if he was anemic before, so maybe we can call the PCP or get some records on him and see what his H&H was before this. Like, is he actively bleeding? Like, is he going to bleed out on us? Is that why we need to do this? No, this could be urgent. Mm, I don't really think it is. I guess maybe we can schedule, like, a scope for later. Oh, cool. That sounds great. Can you sign off saying if he dies, it's your fault and not mine? No. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I think you can just do an outpatient, though. What What was his H&H before, like, before he came in? Can we call his PCP? You look at his old records. Okay. In the, the chart. And his last H&H was 11 and 34. From when? January. Oh, okay. When yeah. he was bleeding last time. Yeah. All right. I uh, I don't feel as bad letting him go. Like, die or let no. him go out what? last one? <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't want him to die. I'm saying, like, I don't feel too bad letting him go, like, get his colonoscopy later hi this is nurse barb uh are we sending him home or upstairs what's going on i'm getting impatient also i heard you talking to the gi fellow and it sounded like you wanted an esr and crp so i went and got those and his esr is three and his crp is two i don't think this person is in imminent danger from his clinical presentation i would be okay with having him be discharged but then going like having like his colonoscopy tomorrow outpatient if possible. I don't think they need to come into the hospital. With strict instructions for if he feels woozy or lots of blood come out, come back. So are we sending him home? Yeah. Cool. We'll send him home. He's grateful for you, your care. You did not kill the patient. You did not give him COVID and he did not die. <laughs> and the KGB is not after you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but what, what's his discharge diagnosis? One, if you could pick one. Lower GI bleed. Come on. You want to be more specific than that? That's not a billable that? diagnosis. A billable <laughs> diagnosis, Armand. I'm kind of sticking with the lower GI bleed secondary to intestinal wall breakdown from radiation chemo exposure or radiation exposure. Radiation, what is it? Radiation proc proctitis or something? Radiation proctitis? It is radiation proctitis. All right, so this guy came in with... Just blood coming out of his butt because of radiation proctitis. We had prostate cancer five years ago. He had radiation therapy, and that radiation therapy can cause breakdown of your intestinal wall and cause hemorrhagic radiation proctitis. So I just wanted to go over first general overview of radiation proctitis, which I'm just going to use up to date because it's really short and simple, and I found some kind of fun articles about it to talk about after. So... It can be acute or chronic, but symptoms include diarrhea, mucus discharge, urgency, tenesmus, and bleeding. Um, usually chronic proctitis patients have more severe bleeding than acute proctitis patients. And some patients can have symptoms of obstruction due to strictures or constipation, rectal pain, urgency, 
and rarely fecal incontinence due to overflow. And sometimes you can also have injury to the GU tract or small bowel that can lead to fistulas, small bowel obstruction, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, urethral stenosis, and cystitis. As far as diagnosing it, so the difference between acute and chronic is acute is if all these symptoms happen within, during radiation treatment or within six weeks of radiation therapy and chronic proctitis is when they've developed nine months or more after, after radiation. So the one important thing about diagnosing this is none of the symptoms are very specific. Like you get a really broad differential. So it's really just a diagnosis of exclusion. So you're trying to exclude other things using the history, lab studies, and preferably cope with biopsies of the intestinal wall. So as far as lab studies, yeah, CBC, BMP are good. Check for symptomatic anemia. If he's bleeding so much, they need a transfusion. Luckily, he didn't. Other things you guys didn't do is look for, like I know his white count was normal, yeah, but you could still send some infectious labs, stool culture, C. diff toxin, Giardia stool antigen test, if he happened to like have any risk factors. Adam X, some good questions actually about his sexual history because, you know, you want to test for chlamydia, gonorrhea, HSV, syphilis, particularly in men who have sex with men, severe rectal symptoms. His only symptom was just blood, but if he had other symptoms, you'd well, for STIs as well, rule those out. The other thing was inflammatory markers, ESR, CRP to rule out IBD, any inflammatory cause. And then the last part is endoscopy and biopsy. Endoscopy findings are nonspecific, but you usually find things like pallor, friability, telangiectasias, and biopsy. I don't think you guys care about pathology of a biopsy. Um, but this guy had actually a previous colonoscopy and biopsies that pretty much showed all of that mucosal pallor, friability, telangiectasias. So in reality, we already knew he had a colonoscopy. We didn't have to send him home to get one. Imaging, you could do a CT, I guess. I don't know exactly. I guess you guys were looking for if there was an active bleed, which I don't think you'd see with oral contrast, which you gave him. Yeah, it was for the diverticulosis, uh, possibly. Di okay. Yeah, I guess you could have seen that. I guess that's fine. MRI is preferred if you, are, if you suspect him having a radiation-induced fistula. Um, I think Adam mentioned uh, fistula as one of the possibilities. Yeah, I'm um, just kind of thinking now, I, I'm just realizing this guy, if he, he had radiation proctitis, or proctitis, and then we just radiated his uh, his whole lower abdomen too. But whatever, uh, probably not yeah. as bad as... Yeah, um, yeah, you can do CT. I guess you, you guys were looking for diverticula. The other thing is just exclude recurrent malignancy. I guess his, or I guess new malignancy for him, if he's got a new colon cancer, that might be causing that. And then you'd also need a colonoscopy to see that anyways. Yeah, so for him, I mean, he presented with all these symptoms. He was, he had asymptomatic anemia. There was nothing like dangerous about his presentation. So we discharged him for a follow-up with his oncologist who I guess had a better idea of how to treat radiation proctitis because you're not going to cure it. In, you're not going to cure it at all, but you're not going to cure it in an emergency room. That's for sure. Not with that um, attitude. Correct. Moving on to some fun articles. There are a few things that you can do for treatment of it, more just symptomatic treatment. Um, and one of the things that people have reported having good effects from is sucralfate. And so one of these articles is sucralfate does not ameliorate acute radiation practice, randomized study and meta-analysis. And this was just 
a prospective randomized placebo-controlled study of prophylactic sucral fate during pelvic radiotherapy. So they gave these patients oral sucral fate as prophylaxis to try to prevent it from happening. And basically what they found is that it didn't prevent it from happening. And then some people actually just make, gave them worse diarrhea. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, conclusion was that sucral fate cannot be recommended for prophylaxis of acute radiation proctopathy and may even worsen the symptoms. So PO, sucral fate as prophylaxis, no good. But then what people have used successfully is sucral fate enemas. So that first article is from 2005. This is another article from 2013. It's called sucral fate paste enema, a new method of topical treatment for hemorrhagic radiation proctitis. And the whole point of this was to test this new sucral fate paste instead of the normal liquid enema, uh, because liquid enema is suspension is too difficult to retain, I guess, um, <laughs> which reduces compliance and effectiveness. Cause I guess, you know, if it's just leaking right out your butt, people aren't gonna wanna use it a lot. And also it leaks out your butt and it's not working. <laughs> um, so they made this paste instead of liquid to, you know, Keep it in your butt, I guess. Oh, paste like P-A-S-T-E. Paste. Yeah, yeah. P-A-S-T-E. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were saying P-A-C-E-D, like paste. Like it, it, you stick something in there, and then every once in a while you get a pulse of like enema liquid. <laughs> no paste. 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 Okay. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, they're the same. They sound the same. I mean, come on. Anyways, they gave these patients this paste as a treatment for their radiation proctitis. And they used this clinical proctitis score that I'm not going to go into because I'm not an oncologist. And they basically found they had 23 patients in this study. So it's not a lot of people. And 22 of them had full clinical scoring, whatever that means. I guess just one wasn't good enough. I don't really know. But anyway, 16 of them, so 73% demonstrated a clinical improvement. Six of them, which is 27%, had uh, no change in their symptoms. And seven of them, which is 32%, had complete resolution of symptoms. So promising therapy for this and would be good for a larger prospective study. So sucrophate paste might be good. And the last one is something that I don't get at all, but it is a hyperbaric oxygen treatment of chronic refractory radiation proctitis, a randomized and controlled double-blind crossover trial with long-term follow-up. So basically they took patients with recurrent radiation proctitis, like this guy who's had multiple episodes of it bleeding, and they treated one group with hyperbaric oxygen at two atmospheres and the other group at normal atmosphere pressure of 1.1 atmosphere. And then they did crossover and with all of the scoring and everything they did, I don't understand their scoring. It's called the late effects normal tissue dash subjective objective management analytic in parentheses SOMA lent score. This is way over my head. But anyways, 226 patients were assessed, only 150 entered the study, and 120 were evaluable. And the group that received the hyperbaric oxygen therapy had decreased symptoms twice as much as the placebo group. So both groups did have like some improvement, but the uh, hyperbaric group had quicker improvement as well as greater improvement. And then once the 
groups were crossed, the people that were initially in the placebo and then in the treatment group also had um, a more significant change in symptoms. And this was all with a p-value of 0. 0.0006. This one I thought was kind of funny. The experimental group had a better result in the quality of life bowel bother subscale. <laughs> Wait, what? So yeah, yeah, bowel, quality of life bowel bother subscale. So I guess, you know, their bowels were happy about the hyperbaric oxygen. And so they actually did a bunch of statistical analysis and found that the absolute risk reduction with hyperbaric oxygen is 32%. So you only need to treat three people with this to, you know, effectively improve someone's symptoms, which I thought was really cool. Um, I really don't get the mechanism of that at all. I know really nothing about hyperbarics other than that it's just oxygen at increased pressure. But I thought it was cool. Huh. Yeah, I have no idea how that would work. I, first, I was thinking like maybe the, maybe you're, nope. <laughs> That's wow. interesting. Can we just like pump oxygen in their butthole? Local uh, oxygen therapy? Oh my God. Local oxygen. I mean. What? That's what they do for can, wound care. Oxygen can still get to the. Yeah, but I mean like staph infections, they do like that oxygen therapy thing. Just a little O2. Not an infection, though. Yeah, I feel like you. Oh my god! Actually, if your intestinal wall is a little bit weak and you just start like pumping oxygen <laughs> in their in their butt, they just perf. It's the mucosa that's weak, not like the. And they explode. Oh. It all starts somewhere, Kyle. <laughs> brick by brick. Very true. Cell by cell. All right. Here's my biggest question: This sucralfate paste thing that they use is it done preoperatively or or post-op? It was patients with chronic radiation prostatitis. Okay, so they had already had their rectal bleeding occurring more than six months after radiotherapy. This, like, the, that was the group that they used. And they used sucralfate paste on them and found that it was beneficial. Yes. Maybe if you have a patient who just won't stop bleeding in the ED, you give them some sucralfate. Yeah, think paste. about sucralfate paste. Okay. Yeah. Not oral, though. Don't no. Diarrhea. That will be, <laughs> that will decrease their, what was it? Quality of life, bowel bother subscale. Bowel bother subscale, sorry. Adam, what did you learn? I learned that we should continue to ask questions in order to elicit the cause of bleeding. I, I learned that you can use sucralfate paste in people who have chronic radiation proctitis um, if they're having persistent bleeding. Kyle, what did you learn? I learned that hyperbaric oxygen improves the quality of life, bowel bother subscale score. Yes, that... That was an interesting tidbit. Thank you. I also learned that that was a thing. <laughs> All right. We accomplished our goals, everybody. This was fun, guys. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Adam and Kyle. And I'd also like to thank our producer, Bella, for answering any questions we had during the podcast, which we didn't have any. So you got a break for this one, Bella. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, everyone, please share it with just one friend and leave us a nice review on iTunes. If you, listener, have any questions or have an article that you want us to look at, please email us at emjccast at gmail.com. Give us an email if you know what the quality of life bowel bother scale or the actual physiology and methodology behind using hyperbaric oxygen is for treating of chronic radiation proctitis. Let us let us know if you know how that happens. And uh, otherwise, I got nothing else. I have something to say. Okay. Auto butts. Roll out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>